Hello, welcome to I Don't Get It, once again, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two, well, one curmudgeon who's 42 and the other curmudgeon is 43. We have entered the month where, the one month of the year where you and I are different ages. It's like the great conjunction. Uh, stars are aligning. Those aforementioned curmudgeons are staring down the prospect of entertainment relevance. That, that's us, by the way. And when I, re- yes. when I say us, I mean mm-hmm. your co-host, me, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and... Your other co-host, me, Noah Tarno of The Big Quiz Thing. The trivia game show spectacular. The amazing world of Noah Tarno, exactly. Yes, thank so, you. You joined us for a very special week. I don't know. It's no more special than usual. We're, we're talking why, about... Why is this special? Okay. Why is this week different from any other useless well, ephemera yeah, week? Exactly. Yes. We are talking about flossing, Noah. Flossing. Flossing. Yes. Very important. A new study from U.S. News and World Report reveals... <laughs> very important. That, uh, uh, only about 30% of Americans floss their teeth on a daily basis. Just over 37% report less than daily flossing. Over 32% say they never <laughs> floss. This is not good, people. Oral health is of primary importance. And I will say this. I actually, as a kid, I never flossed and I dreaded going to the dentist. And now I floss every day and I actually enjoy it. I have some spaces in my teeth uh, that, that tends to get like food trapped. So I, I'm a big right. fan of flossing myself. By the way, you know that flossing, there's never been a, a long-term study on flossing. It, it quite what? literally, it's anecdotal. Any, any no, I'm, I'm serious. This no absolutely way. the the what is it? The ADA, the American Dental Association, has never done a study long term on the effects of flossing. It is being pushed around colloquially because what could be the harm? But no one can actually quantify the good, though. That's 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 actually true. All right, where did you go to dental school? I don't believe you. All right, let's end the mystery here. We're not talking about oral care. Uh, we're not talking about oral anything. Uh, but what else is new? Oh, um, today. <laughs> We're talking about another kind of flossing. Yes. A new kind of flossing. Bill, what are we talking about exactly? Oh, man, no. I'm so glad you asked. This is it's yes. flossing. It's, this, it's a dance move in which a person sw- swings their arms with clenched fists from the front to the back of their bodies on each side. Repeatedly, and I'm going to quote. Uh, I'm going to quote Wikipedia here. If you if if you hear anything, hear this quote. Media outlets have commented that the dance is harder to perform than it appears. Yes. guys. Well, this well is- I will tell you. I will tell you from personal experience. I believe that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I did try it, and my cat was staring at me, and she would attest to the fact that I did not pick up on it as easily as I thought I would. Can you describe for America who's listening right now, like what what's the, what is the, what does the movement look like, Noah? Can you kind of like paint so a mental picture? I I do recommend you Google it and watch a video. You kind of stand there, you put your you know, as Bill said, you put your arms straight down in front of you, holding your fists, you swing them in one direction to your left, and as you swing them back, you move one of them behind your back, keeping the other one still in front of yourself. And then you swing back, and then they're both behind your back. And then you kind of alternate both front, one front, one back, both back, as you go back and forth and back and forth. Meanwhile, and this is what I think is the trickiest part, you're shifting your knees, you're swaying sort of uh, in the opposite direction of your arms. We'll get into this more later, but I think part of its appeal is that it really has the visual appeal of um, like a GIF, like a, a, a repeating graphic that, of course, people look out on the Internet 
constantly these days. I hope I described it well. Watch a video. There are a zillion of them on the inner tubes. It was hooked up with that Katy Perry video, Swish Swish. She kind of put it on Saturday Night Live you, and sometime you in pro- whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. You probably have seen it because Katie, it was in a Katy Perry video. You, well, no, you, Katie, you think like a, a, a majority of the population has seen Katy Perry videos? I, actually, I kind of do. If, if Katy Perry is any okay. indication of Katy Perry. Well, she was All also right, in fine. SNL, too, which kind of yeah, came out that, that same weekend. Okay. So this dance is the product of a kid, a Georgia teenager named Russell Horning, who started an Instagram account that was pretty much just him doing bulky, weird, stiff dances to rap. He was just putting this up as looks like a goof around. He just was having fun building an Insta account, whatever teenagers tend to do. Somehow his Insta account got inflated and blew up. Even before the flossing, like people just kind of like made him a little bit of a cause celeb somewhere. Like I, how this is a, a, a fodder for fame, no one knows. Me or Noah can't tell you that. We just don't understand that these days. But somehow this kid had bags after bags of coin of the realm and spent it. And now he's this internet titan. He's got two million uh, followers on Instagram, which is just crazy. So it started out where he was doing this this flossing video. By the way, the, the flossing part of it comes from the fact that quite literally, it maybe looks like you're flossing your midsection if you're holding like a, a yeah, piece of with, string. With a giant piece of, yeah, dental floss. Yeah, yeah, there, there's, yeah there's a literal meaning to it there, which is fine, whatever. The, you, don't need, you don't need to know what the fuck a nene was you know, to understand what, what the actual dance is at some point, because it doesn't translate to anything sensical. Katy Perry, for some reason, liked him, brought him on Saturday Night Live when she did her thing. And this kid got up there with these dead eyes, this completely humorless expression, and just swung his arms back and forth and became a celebrity overnight. So that all these other people were like Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. And people had like done all these like small tributes on their own Insta accounts about them flossing as well. So we live in a world where nothing makes sense, nothing matters. And this kid has more showbiz power right now than probably Johnny Depp, just because he's got 2 million people on Instagram. (laughs) What else is left to be said? I got to add three things to what you said. First of all, the kid is better known as Backpack Kid than his real name, Russell Horning, because for some reason he dances while wearing a backpack, which... Whatever. I mean, it's a little brand thing. I mean, that was that was smart of him. He says it's um he says it's because if he didn't have it, he he'd be he wouldn't be weighed down enough and he'd fly away or something like that. So that's fine. Second of all, I think a lot of this was the Katy Perry thing was a year ago, right? Yeah, over and a year ago. I think ago, a yeah. lot of what's accelerated the flossing thing lately is uh, a callback to one of our earlier topics. Flossing can now be seen in Fortnite. Yep. The hugely popular video game at the moment. Like when you kill someone, you can floss to celebrate or something. And football players are flossing in the end zone. So, you know, as we often talk about, celebrity is the biggest power in our media now. So every article you read about what is flossing, they mention like these five people you vaguely heard of made videos of themselves flossing. And that's super <laughs> also, you talk about like his media type now. I mean, yeah, the kid's got two million Instagram followers and he was on SNL. But come on, no one's making movies with this kid now. So let's two- Two million. Here. I don't even think. What does no, that mean? listen, listen. Make, no, it means. Well, it I, means something. I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's making money. You know. No, he's making money. First of all, yes, he's making money. Second of really? all, he's got. He's got representation. Right. Third of all, he's been on TV. Five. Fourth of all, this kid, he could 
quite literally with two million there is a desperate talent manager somewhere in century city yes who is thinking we could we could make something we will spend his two million instagram followers as a chit with some studio or some promotion company where this kid could he could get some small thing greenlit he could make something out of nothing out of thin air with two million instagram because that means something to somebody who is a depraved uh ruthless goblin or some ghost of a defeated Mm. plutocrat millionaire cowardly plutocrat who yeah. is so afraid of the, the acceleration with which media is moving and that he can't keep up, that when he sees... Why are we getting so angry here? That when he <laughs> sees 2 million Instagram followers, he's like, I need to jump on yes. this, otherwise I'm going to be left behind. Yes, yes, thank you. That's, that's exactly what Why are we so angry here? I, I don't know. Fine, okay. But, but we said before we started recording that we don't want to pile on Russell Horning. I don't have a problem with this kid. In the interviews with him, he doesn't sound interview ready, but he sounds like a perfectly... Nice, humble. Yeah, He's like, yeah, of just put it on Instagram for fun, and it it blew up. It's yes. not about him. It's not his um, fault. He didn't yeah, do it. You, you you can't right, plan. It's not his fault. I, yeah. I I just I like to think this kid isn't quitting school. I like to think this kid isn't going around telling people he's the greatest force in media since you know in dance since Fred Astaire. You know, I like to think this kid is like, yeah, I'm having fun, and if I can be on SNL and you know maybe put a little money away for my future, then that's fine. I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt. You're right; it's not his fault. It's the rapacious, cowardly guy in Centuries. Yeah. Okay. Fine. What I what I, what I'm reminded of is you remember Bart Simpson was the I didn't do it kid, and he just came yes, out, yes he would come out and say. I didn't do it. And everyone would just cheer and laugh. And uh, well, I'll harken back to another internet fame ball, Logan Paul, right? Where all Logan Paul had to do was shut his fucking mouth and not do something stupid. And he didn't do that. You know, Logan Paul did something stupid and pissed away whatever small currency he had. By the way, Logan Paul... Logan Paul was actively trying to create yes, a he was. media ecosystem. But what Logan Paul this did... This kid was, is not. This kid's just having fun in his bedroom with his, with his YouTube account. Well, YouTube, but, but my point is, Logan, Logan Paul did one thing. Logan Paul got famous because he would drop into a split. And so the first few videos that exploded was because he came to New York and he would just like be on the subway and someone would film him. And all of a sudden he would just drop into a split and they were recording all the people around him kind of like bugging their eyes out. And he did that a hundred times. He became Wow, you never, split. See, you never see anything like that in New York. Wow, you never see anything but, like uh, someone doing a split exactly, in New York right. City. There's nothing to see on those streets. Jeez. But my point is, Logan Paul became Sorry. internet famous because... <laughs> Because he did one thing. And what he did was he then he made yes. thousands of videos that was just him doing the one thing. Which yeah. is like if you go on Russell Horning's Insta, it's just him doing the flossing. In ver- like he's there he is right. backstage at the NBA All-Star game flossing. They, the kid has one thing. And I, yes, I, again, I'm not blaming the kid. But he's got one chit. I mean, and when you're 16, I don't know how many chits you have. The interview ready thing... You know, whatever. Like, and who, who's going to be ready at sixteen? You're rewarding somebody for just pretty much, you know, ringing the bell. You get the peanut if you ring the bell. It's Pavlovian, and so right. Logan Paul would do the split. Bart Simpson would say, "I, you know, I don't, uh, I didn't do it." And this kid does this, does the swish thing. This is what we ask of our people, and somehow we're rewarding them with with fame beyond riches and price beyond rubies. That's it's kind of crazy here. Uh, have we covered what what we think of this? I mean, yes. I don't think I have. I mean. <laughs> you know, we, we've covered more <laughs> the phenomenon, but, uh-huh. but let's talk about flossing itself. I have no problem with this. I think more our issue negatively is more just the fame structure of the world today, which we talk about in half our episodes, how things became famous and become famous and how celebrities are made celebrities these days. And, and, and what I've always felt is the downgrading of celebrity. Yes. Um, but let's talk about flossing. Fads of dance moves 
might be the oldest. Uh, we've never really looked at a dance before on this show. Sure. You know, in the last few years, we had, you know, a few years ago, we had the Harlem Shake and then twerking and then dabbing. And now we have this. And we've never really looked at one of these things before. And frankly, dance moves, if we're going to talk about topics, might be one of the oldest fads there is. Even before, you know, leisure culture in this society and media didn't really emerge till the 1890s at the earliest. And you could go back before that and there were dance moves. There was cakewalks in the 1870s, right? And then, of course, you know, not everyone, but like we get into the 20s when leisure culture really exploded in this country. And we had the Charleston. The 60s, of course, started with the twist. The twist yeah. was the first big fad of the 60s. And then you have the mashed potato and the pony and the Watusi and the Batusi. And all these things were, um, I mean, if you listen to the song Land of a Thousand Dances, they list them. So dance fads are hardly new. Now, I think some dance fads are better than others. The twist, part of what people liked about the twist was anyone could do it. You didn't need a partner. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to learn moves. You just ground the invisible cigarette into the floor. Let's compare the flossing, flossing in light of that and actually think it's really fine because it does take some coordination. It does have some visual appeal. It is a dance. Let's go back to last year, two years ago, dabbing. Dabbing wasn't a dance. Dabbing was a gesture. Dabbing was just something you do to say, you know, it's like thumbs up, right? It's like what we're going to call thumbs up a dance. So if we were talking about dabbing, I'd say, well, we've really downgraded what counts as a dance. But flossing is a dance. It takes skill. It takes coordination. Uh, there isn't a lot to it, but there wasn't a lot to the twist. There wasn't a lot to the pony. There wasn't a lot to the YMCA. Now we get into the 70s. And then the 80s, I, I made a little list here. The 80s, you had the moonwalk, which is part of breakdancing. 90s, you had Macarena and line dancing. So there's a rich history of this. I be flossing. Why is it big now? Well, I mentioned this before. When, especially when this kid Russell Horning does it, it looks like a GIF. So it looks like the kind of stuff we watch on the internet. A sort of endlessly repeating, static, hypnotic to look a at. A loop. People like things that are deceptively simple because it looks so easy and it's not. You know, and then, of course, is what half the stuff we talk about, why it's popular, won the viral lottery. He got, yes. I don't remember who, he got picked up by, was it Nicki Minaj or Rihanna? Forgive me, some African-American woman musician. I don't get them all mixed up, but I don't remember who it was in this case. Re-Instagrammed him or whatever, and that that kind of set his rocket going. And then, of course, Katie, and by the way, that Katy Perry clip, you have to watch it because the, what the hell is going on in that performance? It's like the people in the background look like they raided a Halloween shop. Like you got a skeleton and then you got a witch and you got someone dressed like a future man, and then she's wearing a dress made out of a circus tent. Like, and then this kid comes out wearing a backpack, swinging in his arms. Like, what the hell am I looking at? It doesn't make any uh, sense. It doesn't so make any fucking sense. Right. You're right. It, no, nothing, nothing does anymore. I do think flossing is well attuned to the times, but also it just won the viral lottery. And Russell Horning, you know, stumbled upon it. The backpack is a, is a nice little random visual hook. The dead stare is another little visual hook, and it makes it more gif like. So look, this kid is not going to be famous in two years no one's going to be talking about flossing in two years but no one talked about the mashed potato by the late 60s you know no one talks about the twist by 1970s so you know this is the way things happen flossing is it's fine it's the 2018 entry of something that's time immemorial at least in the united states and probably in every culture with 
any kind of media. I feel well, it's not the problem with it. I, th- I think the reason why you described why it's popular is more or less on, you know, I'm, I'm not going to contradict anything you said there. It does pretty much come down to it's just another useless thing that in a, in a culture so predisposed but, towards... But we've always been about useless things. We've always been we about have, useless things. We have, and, and we, used to have a, we used to have a monoculture. Now we have a balkanized yeah. culture that is so niche and so uh, segmented and so compartmentalized that, you know, something could be so hugely popular over here and the guy right next door could not know anything about it. And so for something to cross over into some some type of, some semblance of monoculture is is crazy. And for it to be this this dead-eyed kid just getting up and swinging his arms back and forth. Here's my anecdote, and I was telling Noah on this topic. I was at Disney World for the week we took off, and me and my wife went to a bunch of these dance parties that would break out pretty organically. The Disney wants you dancing, and they want you sort of agitated and sweating in the sun the whole time if you're if you're in the place, because chances are you'll spend money on uh, uh, Pepsi Zero or something like that. Kids would jump up, and they were, I want to say, 9, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids Almost all of them did the floss. They all were flossing. And it's like, oh, this went from being absolutely nothing to it's like, this is a secret handshake. If you're a certain age demo, you know exactly what this is. And it becomes a thing. It should have no meaning to us. You know, why is it popular? It shouldn't be popular. We shouldn't know what it is. Kids should know what it is. It should be something that that a 10-year-old, they're doing it because it's an inside joke and they're just mimicking something they've seen. For it to sort of blast out into something larger, it's it's above my pay grade to describe, other than to keep saying what I always say on this show, which is just we, we nothing means anything. There's no signifiers towards nobody understands what's supposed to be anything there's no there's no literacy in terms of what it's what we're supposed to know culturally no one's there to tell you what you should and shouldn't know there's no canon of anything so quite literally any stupid thing if if somebody took a piece of pizza and threw it against the wall and that could be Huge. Somebody could greenlight a show on Netflix in two months <laughs> uh, in that world. And it like, why? We don't know. It just it became a thing. And it's like, for some reason, that this is not an apocalypse. And like I said, it's not it's not Russell Horning. Why is it popular? Man, I don't know. You can, it, it does, It's not a signifier of anything. It doesn't it doesn't connote real skill. I mean, great. You can swing your hips back and forth. You can do that one move and you got good at it. Fantastic. I, here's my note for it. Have the rules of public discourse become so diffuse that this is what we're left with? Syllables instead of words. Words instead of sentences. No greater meaning to anything. Where this is just a noise. Where at one point, you know, the twist was fused to a song. And the song was fused right. to a personality. It was fused to a career. And the career of Chubby Checker lasted a long time. And that was dynamic and it was timely. Yeah. And like I said, it was the burn. But, but no, no, it was not. I'm sorry. Chubby Checker. Come on, man. That guy, he never got away career, from the career, man. Talk about a no, one-hit wonder, even though he had other hits. Every, but the, his last, in the 80s, he was talking about the twist with the fat boys. Uh, yeah. I mean, talk about derivative. The guy's, even the guy's nickname was a playoff, another heavy black guy, Fats Domino. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> chubby checker. You're gonna really say chubby checker was I'm a cultural say chubby force checker, to look back on. Chubby checker, with, you know, chubby checker admiration. The I, I, I'm not saying I love the fucking. They could have given that saying, song to. They could have given that song to anybody else, and it would have been just as big a hit. Come on, that guy's nothing. All I know is that something happened. It was at the right time. It was around the time of the birth of the American teenager, as we know it today. It was this larger thing. It was a, it was a larger piece of a discussion that had even in the moment when it was happening, it had some culture context you understood what was going on it wasn't just 
I, somebody I, flicking their wrist, you know. I, I don't on. agree. I think you're I think your flossing is no less of a dance than the twist. And I, I find it absurd that you're saying, Oh, now it's just one little thing. Let's look back on Chubby Checker. Chubby Checker was the definition of one little thing. The guy But there was a whole song. And it dragged there was a whole... fine. There were three songs. He also did Let's Twist Again, and then he did Yo Twist with the Fat Boys. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about someone stretching out one little thing to 30 years? Freaking uh, chubby it, checker? Like, I'm sorry, the flossing is no less of a dance move than the twist, than the mashed potato, than the... I mean, fine. I guess there's a level. Well, Charleston and the Watusi were a few moves. And then you talk about stuff like the Foxtrot and the Tango that were partner dances. Yeah, man. take a lot more skill. This, look, this, I, I, this I is... This... I just don't see the... I, I, I agree with you. Culture has been downgraded to throwing a piece of pizza on the wall might get a deal. I give Netflix more credit. <laughs> I don't think Netflix is the example. I, I agree with you. Throwing pizza on the wall might be the next celebrity. I do not. I do not think flossing is an example of that because a it takes skill, b it has actual visual appeal, and c crap like this has been around forever. It has, but I mean, done. I just sorry, feel like I'm ranting. I'm done. We're comparing a grunt. We're equating a grunt with an aria. That's what I feel like. It's like, and and like to say there's an equivalency between and, and, the, the and, level and, of success and chubby. Chubby Checker is your is your opera sing aria singing opera singer here. Chubby Checker, really? Come on, man. So today we are gonna do the um, you know some people call it the backpack kid dance. Um, you know he's very popular in doing that, and then um, other people call it flossing. I think okay, whichever you prefer. That's what the dance we're gonna go over today. I did. I was gonna mention too um, that you know. I, I had a lot of people contact me on my Instagram uh, asking how to do the stance. So this is the tutorial for it. Well, we didn't think this topic would get us so heated. Uh, I know, so really. Bill, if, if, would you clearly you don't have much affinity for the floss or flossing now as a 43 year old. But if you were a kid now, would you would you cotton to it anymore? No, it would have looked dumb. It would have looked to me like something that other fucking idiot kids are doing just to imitate some stupid shit. Look, which did happen. We didn't have Instagram, but we did have idiot kids doing stupid make-em-ups that was just pretty much like a 10-person deep meme. You know, memes have always existed for some degree, especially in the 80s and the elementary school thing. But um, whenever I saw some kid, I, I can't even bring one to mind right now, but I, I know that that's we created things like amongst grades, you know, and anytime I saw somebody doing something, provided if it was a toy, I'd be on board with it. But if it was like a movement or a, a meme or a saying or a goofy fucking thing, an inside joke, no, I didn't care about it. it part of it just seemed like this is something you're all doing to mimic the sense of community or bonding and, and you know there's a cloistered sense of togetherness you get from doing this thing and I still feel like that's kind of what this is it's like it's a signifier if it's a signifier of anything I should say it's that hey look we can both do this thing we both saw the same video it's almost like a little secret code handshake what about you I think I might have it depends on the age if I were like 13 or younger yes 14 or older, no. Because by then I was like you, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like everyone else, I don't care. And I would have hated any music associated with it. 13, when I was, I was dancing a lot at 13 because I was going to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs. And then younger than that, I just wanted anyone to accept me. So I was more willing to jump onto fads. I would have, I always liked dancing. I still love dancing. I, I'm not 
any kind of athlete, but I've been blessed with a rhythm. So that's something mm. that, I mean, really, who could ask for anything more? I think I would have liked the little minor physical challenge of it. And I would have mm -hmm. worked on like mastering it and thought it was pretty cool when I can do it. You know, the way I, I, I spent like a good couple months when I was a kid mastering I can still do this trick that I entertain kids with where I bite my lower lip and I take the two edges of my lower lip, I make into fangs. Mm. It's really kind of fun looking. I remember I had to work at that when I was like nine. These little physical tricks that every kid learns yeah. to both yeah, amuse sure. themselves. You know, if I were 13 now, and I were going to all these bar and bat mitzvahs and every kid dancing and jumping up and down. And I think I would definitely have jumped on board to try to learn it, both to fit in. And I would have liked the little physical challenge. And I got to tell you, I, I think it's kind of, I mean, I'm not going to go out and watch flossing videos now, but like, you know, I get the visual appeal. So yeah, I would have, I would have spent the couple hours to master it and, and shown off that I had that physical skill. Once I got to 14, I would have gone, ah, F this crap. You know, I'm, I'm into the who. There is, there's definitely an age thing. This might be the most salient question of all the ones we asked just because right. first of all who else would uh, fuel two, a two million Instagram account to some rocket of rocket ride of success besides eight-year-olds or ten-year-olds or whoever it is that's using Instagram to this degree to me this is the kid phenomenon maybe more so than any other we've, we've or at least a very flash-in-the-pan type kid phenomenon and it's quite literally not made for adults and I think if adults are dragging themselves into it they're doing it kind of ironically I yeah. do see the thing where it really applies to children more than anything else I, totally. I could agree with you there. Now he's an overnight sensation with social media dubbing him Backpack Kid. Can you describe that feeling being on stage performing with Katy Perry? It's super nerve-wracking because if you mess up on live TV, you cannot go back from that. So Noah is swinging your fucking arms around a sign of the apocalypse. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> no. Look, if we're talking about if we were if we were going back to the fad last year and we said dabbing, I might say yes because dab dabbing is a gesture. No, but this is a dance. It has rhythm. It has movements. It, it's. It's something that takes a little practice. This is not a sign of the apocalypse. No, I, you know, I, I'm not going to go all out and say it's a good thing, but I'll say it's a neutral thing. I agree with you. Now, there, there's, it's good. not a sign of the apocalypse. But I feel like we're still, again, using this flossing as, as a sort of stanky leg, as the nene, the one component dance move that becomes uh, the twerk, like you said, that becomes the thing for however many minutes. Uh, no, uh, asterisk on twerking. Twerking was trashy and overly sexualized. Twerking made me okay. uncomfortable. But it was, it was a of-the-moment dance move that was transmitted through social media you know regardless of the thing it was i think a, it was a, a in the classification it was in the same phylum as flossing okay, fine, fine, fine. in terms of a thing i you know we don't all feel the same way about these things that i'm mentioning but there is a, a, a quotient of pop culture that is going around right now so the, i think like you said it was the fame structure i believe was the was the phrase that you used before in terms of litigating the fame structure that's the thing that always winds up becoming apocalyptic to me because it's like as someone who's trying to get work out there in the world, I mean, not who's getting trying to get work into the world. And I'm not trying to get work from the world. I'm trying to push a brand of some sort. I'm trying to be part of the community. And to get viewers and followers is an uphill battle. I mean, quite literally, it's like repelling. It's carabinering up, up a wall. To see some kid flick his wrist and to sort of like win the goddamn sweepstakes you know he, he gets the lottery of this thing like you know the balloons get released in the air the doves and the guy comes there with the big check on his front lawn this is just kind of like how does anyone replicate this and it's like you can't you can just sit there and futilely watch someone soak everything up that you might have thought you deserved because you put the work or the time into it or you crafted a larger idea that's the part of it that always to me seems like a part of the apocalypse now remember 
Brushing alone and even some of the, the, the super duper electronic toothbrushes are really well removing plaque above the gum line and on these outer surfaces and the biting surface of the teeth. But it's in between that we can't really get to. Are we jealous? And I, I'm not jealous at all flossing. Yeah, but I'm certainly, you know, like you, I try to get my work out there. And sometimes it feels like an incredible, difficult slog to get people to notice it. And yeah, you get jealous of these people who it just kind of falls in their lap. And with the giant check and the doves and Ed McMahon and all that crap. <laughs> Ed McMahon. What, a, what references? What bag of references are we digging into? Yeah, so the jealousy. Yeah, we have that jealousy, right? You know, we want to win the viral lottery. Yeah. And we yeah. don't. So until this episode of the podcast shoots us into the stratosphere because because russell horning is gonna is gonna retweet it re snapchat it re he's gonna re uh re friendster it i met a girl the other day tw <laughs> 25 years old never heard a friendster 25 years old never heard a friendster yeah old man get with the get with the party dude yeah i know man you know i would uh gladly as 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 much as i'm taking a butcher's mallet to this thing i would if, if i could come up with something as stupid as this Man, yeah, I'm, I'm so jealous. Not just jealous of the fame, but jealous of the fact that this kid did nothing and was next to nothing, I should say, and was somehow rewarded with the with the Brinks job. I would gladly do it. Get t Noah, if you could just tell me something stupid I could do, some herky-jerky motion that consisted of a four-part physicality, and you knew, you absolutely understood implicitly it was going to take off. You just have to tell me what it is. And I will do it. And I will eat my words. I will eat everything I've said about this phenomenon and this kid. If I can get, if I can get that famous, I would be happy to do that. Are you kidding me? I think you got to make the pizza throwing against the wall video. You think I do just it. did it myself? Yeah. I say you get there and you say this is the pizza. You got to come up with a better name for it. This is the pizza wall challenge. And you open, you open a hot, fresh piping hot delicious pizza right uh -huh. you you gotta waste pizza you gotta make the commitment you that, order you really, a pizza yeah that's true you gotta want to waste good it. pizza not not Domino's. you know what yeah uh, raise what's the good place in new york these days? grimaldi's you know yeah grimaldi's these yeah. days grimaldi's like 200 years old uh Still, order the pizza. pizza right take a slice throw it against so and you have a nice apartment right yeah you know yeah damage one of those walls with grease you gotta clean this <laughs> crap up now you want me to commit to it yeah commit and say challenge other people to do the same and six months from now someone's gonna like oh what's the bet you know someone's gonna be thrown against the, the the western wall in jerusalem you know someone's gonna throw it against the most famous walls in the world pink floyd's the wall yeah um, mark Wahlberg, ken you know, wall the guy from uh, uh the guy wall, from wise right? guy the wall wall brand uh uh clippers and razors. <laughs> the fine uh, family robert wall, wall. yeah <laughs> robert uh, wool <laughs> the wall, the 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 defunct record store chain that I worked at in 1995. The wall, yeah, uh, I remember, you remember that. Remember the one. wall? I think we brought it in. I think we got to the end of this thing. I think we're yeah, here. but we we have a yeah, we're done with flossing forever. We have a new segment in the show. Though. Long promised, um, yes, long gestation. Long promised, yeah. Um, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Noah to read one of yeah. our iTunes reviews uh, from one of our fine listeners, uh, yes. and they they will be given a uh, gift certificate to the wall for the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for approximately $25 where they have those little blue stickers that say the wall and uh so yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Noah, where, where can, do we start can, off with pick pick you can buy your copy of what's what's the story morning glory by oasis 
yeah. which was a big seller back when I worked there. Yeah, I'm actually going to read some highlights here. We got a bunch of reviews, uh, and not all of them were from you or your wife. A good deal uh, of them are, though. Yeah, a good deal of them, though. So uh, here is Mungo181, which, of course, is the secret identity of... Should we say her name? She, she yeah, might not absolutely. No, she's fine, yeah. Our, our old homie, Marie Mandaka, she says... She titles it, I'm an aging white guy, too. And she's not. She's and not she an writes, aging. Not really. She writes, not really, but so far I've agreed with these two 100%. I don't get it as one of those things that will make you feel smarter for listening to it. How about that? Wow. How about that? Uh, then deal. we have AC Manhattan. I don't know who that is. You know who. It's a man, right? Male? Should I say he? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I, 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 sh- I feel Manhattan like I should says, know. Okay. I am a 40-year-old and I am loving this podcast. These guys actually totally, quote, get it and seem to have hit the nail on the head on every topic so far. The show seems to only be getting better with each new episode. Thank you, AC. Um, I feel like I should know who that is. For some reason, I'm not putting yeah. AC together. And then one more here. Smash Hansen. Rick. Says, Rick Hansen, I, if you're listening. Rick yes. Hansen. Thank you, Rick. I am a better person for listening. Bill and Noah do their homework and dive into the experience of each topic before ever hitting the record button. That's not entirely true, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> almost every topic is something trendy that I have zero knowledge about, but these guys tell me everything I need to know. Also, they are very funny and knowledgeable about the world of pop culture and entertainment in general, so this show is on my all caps must listen list. Thank you, Rick. Hanson. So, I uh, have to admit, I feel terrible for all the things I've said online about Rick in the last year. I take it all back. <laughs> okay. That's how that's how contrite I am. Uh, all right, so uh, that'll do if, it for now, huh? If you would like to, yeah, right, exactly. Keep keep writing in because we will read you off. Please. We will we will do we will tell an anecdote about every single person who writes in. Yes. We'll make it up if we yes. need to. If we don't write, if we don't know you personally, we will make it up. Um, until then, keep up with us. Our vast suppository of back episodes on iTunes. Suppository. <laughs> cloud google play and stitcher you can tweet to us at no and bill show and y'all are doing that and that's how it works so much you don't have to write to us because no one is writing to us we're also available on a, a website that we maintain very perfunctorily so that's okay and give us those fucking reviews everybody i'm on twitter at william scurry i'm on youtube at am caesar noah at noah tarno which is just you know whatever crap is on my mind but more importantly at big quiz thing i'm all about the big quiz thing uh america's premier providers of corporate and private trivia events big quiz Com. I'm heading into a busy summer, but you can keep up with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we post trivia on our Twitter and Instagram feeds pretty much every day. And, of course, we're available for your corporate or private quiz event. So, uh, until the next time, me and Noah are going to be throwing pizza against the wall, trying to perfect the yep. uh, wrist shot, trying to get this shit right. So, um, until then, we don't get it. We do not. The production of American Caesar Enterprises 2018.